Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. This is Daniel Patrick Brennan. This is the Wine is Food podcast, and I am in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, USA, with Keith Wallace. How you doing, Keith? Yeah, man, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, so I've done this podcast with uh, some winemakers, wine growers, and some uh, re- one guy I did who was a uh, viticulture research guy. I would say. Keith is a bit of a renaissance man who's done some production stuff, and he does a lot of different things, but I I think this is definitely going to be somebody who's uh, a little bit different behind the scenes, because I think all the wine is food interviews are uh, people that are behind the scenes and and, uh, affect what wine ends up coming to you, and Keith, in that sense, uh, well, shit, we'll get to it, but you've done a lot of different things in your career, right? Yeah, I've done kind of a fuckload of shit. Um, You know, (laughs) it's it's one of those things where, you know... You know, yeah, Renaissance, I don't know, you know, but it is. I mean, Renaissance man would insist that you are cultured in some way. Yeah, we I mean, I'm cu- that's, that's the problem is that, that because, that, you know, and anyone who actually has ever taken class for me knows that I am not, uh, I'm not cultured. I mean, I, there is, I, I use analogies about, like, you know, human excrement to, yes. like, make references to anything. I'm, and in that, I'm not. Well, a, that's a perfect I'm not, No, I don't want to yeah. segue from that, but basically <laughs> what I was saying is, so you are, the, the way that I know Keith is uh, you are the owner and founder of the Wine School of Philadelphia, which uh, the website is vinology.com, V-I-N-O-L-O-G-Y.com, reading your beautiful handwriting. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I uh, started, when I was running my family's restaurant in Philadelphia, I started going to school at the wine school, taking sort of casual classes, and then I did uh, one of the degree programs there, or diploma de- programs. I met Keith, and Keith was the guy who, when I started thinking about, I really want to do this, I didn't want to go on the sommelier sort of direction, I said, I really want to be involved in production and do it, and I said, Keith, you know, what does that mean, what does it take, and Keith uh, said, uh, chemistry, (laughs) (laughs) and I never, I never forget that, because I went, Damn it! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. That's the that's yeah that's the hurdle we all have to get. But through. you did some work. You, did you say you did some harvest in France or oh, California? Yeah. Oh, I actually like did more than that. I actually, I because I, I being what I do now, like you know, running a school and you know and you know and I've you know and a lot of what I do is teaching now. Like, I have you know teach at Drexel and at some things at Penn. But mostly at the wine school, and you know, training people who become winemakers or sommeliers and blah blah blah, whatever else. But my background really was actually way back in the day, actually doing uh, full-scale production, designing and developing programs, uh, in, uh, in um, largely just you know large-scale winemaking production. Uh, mm-hmm. That is my that was what I did first. I wasn't, th- and here's the thing: the reality is, is that I was a chef before that and I was a journalist before you know, after that <laughs> and I was very good at both but I wasn't great and that's the same thing with as a winemaker uh, I was very good technically but I wasn't a great you know I was never and I met far too many people who were better than I was and so you know it, it ended up being the one thing that I was badass at the thing that I could say like okay I can do this I can do this and I can bring this home for the rest of my life it was actually teaching Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and everyone has that joke, you know, those who, who, who <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but yeah. you kind of led is, into it. It is, it is. And I, it's honestly, truly, I, I'm, I'm sadly sad to say is I'm that dude, you know, you know, I can teach, <laughs> you know, you know, I am decent in it, you know, as a, I was at, you know, so, you know, I can write books, 
you know, and I've written. Uh, well, you're a good writer. I've read yeah. your stuff. You're a very yeah. good writer. So, uh, you, know, you know, and let's plug. Let's do a plug. Uh, yes. Uh, Cork and Fort uh, came out last year, bestseller. Uh, it's a cookbook and a wine pairing book. So you were working on that. Yep. Last, I visited you last time. We did a little tasting at That's the wine right. school here. Yes. Which, by the way, lovely space here right off of Rittenhouse Square in Philadelphia. If anybody in the Philadelphia area is coming through and you want to feel real classy, real classy, uh, stop into the wine school and uh, yeah, it's just one of these really cool old row homes that what well, you said it used to be another office or something here before. Actually, this used to be the uh, this right here is where um, they can't running press. They can't used to see be. this, Keith. Though. I know they can't see this. <laughs> no. Look, I'm, I'm pointing my microphone around. They can see this. They're not blind, right? <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm insulting any blind people out there, but no, it's actually an old, beautiful row home. It, it was at one point the uh, the offices for Running Press, which published in the mid-90s, all the Wine Spectator books, but also all of Michael Jackson's books. Not the pedophile, the, no, uh, no. the, the actual, the beer drinking <laughs> yes. dude. Yeah. Unfortunate name of these yeah. days. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like anyone named Sandusky. Mm. You know? It's like, oh yeah, my God. It's, it's like, it's like you know, if your middle name is, you know, like, you know, if you really want to fuck up your child, like middle name Sandusky, last name Hitler. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I mean Michael Sandusky Hitler or would actually put, be. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I got to be honest. We saw a Penn State a bumper sticker the other day, and we just <laughs> went. Oh, it's a shame. You know, it's, such, it's a shame that everybody's associated. with It but. is. It is. It is. But you know, I actually see, once in a while I see some dude with a Penn State uh, T-shirt. I'm like. That takes balls. I gotta yeah, give you yeah. credit. I give you yeah. credit. That's some pride, you know. You know, and Good. you know, I look, you know, I mean But needless to say the wine school is not affiliated with Penn State University. It, when you it, said it, Penn, you were yeah. talking about the University of Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania which yes. is a totally different entity. Completely. Uh, yes. uh, and I and I would say one of the finest schools in the land. Uh, yeah, you know, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful because I think they own about three quarters of the city these they days. Do. So. And, yes, they do actually. And yeah, and uh, part of my paycheck. But yes. yes. Uh, so anyway, yeah. you're, you're, you just released a book that you were working on last time I was here, and that was called, what did you say it was called? It's Corked and Forked. Corked and Forked. It's a cookbook and a wine and beverage pairing guide. It's just a fun, very breezy read. It's actually, it was designed more for people who know nothing about food or wine to be able to do fun, enjoyable things that were different and unique. But it's just a fun book. It's nothing serious. And, uh, but it's things like this that I get to do now. Um, I get to teach and I get to write. And, you know, which is, for me, and consult, which is, you know, the most enjoyable thing because I really don't have to do anything. I just, <laughs> have, I, I just have to sound like I'm really, really smart and telling people what to do, mm-hmm. which is actually a very enjoyable position to be in. Um, but that's what, you know. But Sure, I think a yeah, lot of winemakers' dream is to be a consultant. And just yeah. Say, yes. <laughs> yeah. You should so, bring in your fruit that is really ripe and tastes great. That's the first thing you should do. <laughs> you should sort that shit. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So. And then you also yeah. are a, a the buyer and sort of a national buyer and coordinator and consultant and full blown guy for Bacchus Selection, which right. which is uh, a, a retail internet. Base one. Yeah, now a national. It's a new national online retailer uh, that is. Uh, yeah, that I'm. I've been brought in to uh, help uh, uh, develop their their their, their sales and uh, everything. Just coming from a much more, you know, to go away from like the wine. Not it's not a wine deal place. It's actually more about exclusive small production lots. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we may only sell, you, you may only be able to get, you know, one or two bottles of anything. Um, you know, some, some lots are going to be, you know, we'll have 200 cases. But some lots, 
we're negotiating. We, we might only have like a case. Mm-hmm. Or even I just was on the phone a little while ago with someone, a dude who's actually selling some old Bordeaux. Some of these are like, you know, one or two bottle lots, you know, which, are, you know, we've got a great price for them, but it's tiny. Yeah. And it's, you know, but, you know, that's, that's what we're going to do. Small allocations of obscure shit that's really delicious. So, like, you're never going to see, like, Stag's Leap. Like, I will never fucking sell Stag's Leap yeah, on yeah. that or select that because everyone knows it. Everyone can buy it. And, you know, I want, you know, wine is supposed to be something enjoyable and interesting and creative. Yeah. And there's so many winemakers out there, I mean, you included, you know, that are doing interesting stuff that are kind of crazy and, you know, but doing it on small scale. The crazy is usually big, high, big scale, but the wine is usually small scale. Yeah. And <laughs> that, that is what I love about this industry. I don't like the, you know, the generic shit that most, that, you know, like walking into a wine shop and you can find any bottle that you can find anywhere else. It's like, that's no fun. Yeah. You know, why spend 20 bucks on that when you can spend 20 bucks on something that's actually... Oh, I think the funnest thing is when amazing. you find that $15 yeah. wine that nobody's yeah. heard of and they go, oh, yeah. shit, this is awesome. And yeah, go. exactly. Exactly. Especially when it comes down to because the world is so big and, you know, is that, you know, you and maybe another 5,000 people in the world know about this bottle of wine and have enjoyed it sometime in their lifetime. You know, and that's fine. That's good, you know, and someone could be like, you know, someone like you, Dan, you know, who's... You know who's a small winemaker doing something interesting? Who's an interesting dude? Who's a freaking Philadelphian making wine in New Zealand? I mean, how insane is that? And you do good. And here's the reality: like before, like tying in beforehand was that, um, you know, before you started rolling, or whatever it is with the radio, um, you know, I was there being consulted, like, hmm, Dan, you've changed your your oak regimen, and you're like, yeah, you. So you know, I get to do that now because I'm the instructor. I'm on high. That's right. Doling out all these valuable nuggets to the people who. Well, I think that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to talk to you as somebody sort of behind the scenes was not only to talk to the general public, but I talked to so many winemakers. Yes. uh, And for somebody that uh, is in a position who affects, you know. what what people see when they get Mm -hmm. our product so as a producer you know it's very interesting to talk to you to say hey you know what do you think uh i'm doing uh do do you like this wine that i'm doing or do you like wines from this region or do you like this style wine and um you know i think it's it's sort of interesting for there's so many guys who are talented winemakers and horrible marketers or horrible accountants or or horrible uh at, at other things that are part of the industry, and, and, and a lot of times these great wines don't reach the public because they're screwing something up. Yeah, that's uh, typical. Uh, whether that's, uh, you know, maybe you shouldn't, hopefully it's not, you shouldn't be growing this kind of wine in that region, <laughs> and more of it's like, hey, you know, maybe you should make a different style that's a little yeah. more affordable, or you should try doing this style of wine, and, and so, I don't know, that's kind of a very broad question to ask you, but overall, like, you know, if you were to look at maybe you know california or new zealand and say what what would you say to producers there uh that you think it's getting better or worse or do you think some some people are are producers are do you think some people are missing the boat on certain things you know well they always are you know and this is actually this is a all joking aside and one is is that one of the key pieces of what i do is i am that translator between on both ends like talking to people why certain wines matter but then also talking with uh producers like why they are missing the boat, or why what they're doing, or why they should change certain things, if they want to hit certain kinds of marketplaces, and that is always you know, why do people drink certain things and not others. There's always missing the boat, and this is such a right now because um, what's the things that are happening is the people are becoming 
more interested in different things. It's a very, the United Americans, we're talking about specifically Americans, and specifically, you know, especially the on the East Coast. Um, the, the wine culture is growing by leaps and bounds past anyone else. Uh, past anything is even happening on on the West Coast. Uh, you know, the the the, uh, the wine drinking population are willing to spend more money now. Even though we're in you know in a recession, what people what people are willing to spend is go is ratcheting up and up and up for more and more interesting things. And I think a lot of winemakers right now are actually you know sort of tucking in you know for this long haul because some you know it is happening. Uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, you know difficult times, you know, you know, all of us know, I mean, that, you know, there are uh, places just going out of business, you know, and, mm. and trying to, you know, that I'm dealing with, you know, and, uh, you know, trying to, you know, working with, especially in California, a number of uh, negotiants are having t really difficult times. But one of the things that is, you know, is, is the experimentation that's, that, that um, American wine buyers willing to go to to find something new and unique, and especially in Rhone varietals, except for except for Syrah, which for whatever reason, it's most likely largely due to, you know, it's hard to fathom why such a noble, amazing grape, just you can't sell it for shit in this country. And everyone, and it's, it's sad because it's one of my personal favorites. Well, you know, I give me a freaking New Zealand Syrah, I mean, and I will, you know, I will just, I will mainline that. I mean, I will actually, you know, right into, right, I'll just throw it right, right to the juggler. I love yeah. that shit. Like, and I can never buy it. It doesn't exist in this market. And if, you know, and when I'm, as a buyer, you know, we talked about this before, I'm, I'm not going to buy it, you know, for this try to sell it because I know I'm going to lose. As a, re, as a, as a buyer or for the school, I will buy it. I'll buy cases of it, but I can't, but as a, uh, you know, but in the wholesale market, you just can't sell it. It's just hard. So like things like this, but but however, Rhone varietals are doing remarkably well right now, um, and it's become this this much bigger place. Pinot, of course, is, but that's going to break pretty soon. You know, and I think part of what it is is that um, you know really, you know, which you know there are three different marketplaces, and most times people are looking for, like, trying to sell as much wine as possible. And sometimes that's really, like for the first couple of years, that may not be, you know, you may not want that specific market, especially like the, the deal-seeking market, unless you are able to really ratchet up production. And for small wineries, that's oftentimes a, 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 a fool's game. Like, you know, you know, you can't sell, you know, $10 bottles of wine. You can't and make money. And, you know, people try and they fail because it's just such a saturated market. So like, people are chasing after those right now, those... Um, Less and less return, and that's unfortunate. Uh, that's something I've been seeing a lot with with, uh, with some some clients and some mm -hmm. folks in the trade who I have you know, relationships with. That you know, they're afraid, you know. And right now, it's actually surprisingly though, you know, wine buyers are actually willing to spend more, mm. and and winemakers don't know that. Yeah, and that's unfortunate. You know, but this is the thing: is you're right about uh, is the winemakers should suck at everything except for making wine. How can you be good at everything? You know, people, you know, there needs to be somebody, you know, and, you know, and I, I find that personally myself is that, you know, is that, you know, I suck at most parts of my job except for teaching, you yeah. know, I've had to hire people to actually do the other parts, you know. Yeah, I'm, I, I really need, like, uh, uh, to have a good accountant. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Oh, I, I fucked myself so bad not having a good accountant. But, but yeah, yeah, as a rule of thumb, yes, uh, just, just using Quicken is not really a good way to run a business. No, just no. FYI, just yeah. FYI, 
you know, it's uh, yeah, you are gonna spend, you're gonna pay more, you know, in the end, yeah, and get totally fucked. Oh, but going back to what you said about uh, Syrah, uh, m- once again, I must mention we have a uh, producer Desor James, brother <laughs> James in the house. He was at our last recording as well. So, uh, but going back to uh, what you're saying about Syrah, I was talking to a guy down at uh, Charleston Grill, which is in that real famous hotel down in Charleston, South Carolina. I think it's called the Charleston, but I'm not positive. But he made a good point. He said, oh, same thing you said. I love Syrah. I wish I could find more. I love New Zealand Syrah. I wish I could find more. I don't understand. You know, it just seems to be this anomaly. He said, I think I have the solution, though, that, you know, the people who produce Syrah should go to Hollywood and ask them to make a movie about <laughs> Syrah being this romantic, awesome grape and, uh, and backtrack, go that way, rather than wait for a movie to come out about Syrah. He said, yeah. maybe they should do the same thing about for Riesling as well. <laughs> maybe a movie about a red and a white. For Riesling and Saran, I thought, that's a great idea, you know? We should get together and uh, talk to some, some big Hollywood people, you know? Oh, well, that'd be pretty sweet, actually. I know the guys who, or one of the guys who makes uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, but I have a feeling that wouldn't turn out to be uh, yeah. really beneficial yeah. for us. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. Rob no, can... it would end up being something like the Saran Felchers or something. <laughs> I'm not sure what that would be. Oh, dude, yeah, that would not that would not be pretty. That would actually, yes, that but would do you not think, be. Do you have the same issues with Riesling as well? Because, Or is that yeah. a little bit better because of the sort of summer Riesling and all that kind of stuff? Oh, it's a on? hard, hard, like uh, like for sales-wise and for like, uh, for people who just generally knowledge, the American market was trained, you know, two generations ago that, that Riesling was cheap and sweet. Yeah. So New Zealand, or even like most German uh, Rieslings are which are austere and beautiful and mineral and just, just magical little bottles of wine. That could be the name of the uh, movie, Magical Bottles of Wine. <laughs> it's Riesling, yeah. it's Riesling. <laughs> it's happy, it's fun, it's light. <laughs> Riesling. Uh, um, that's, that's, that's like we got a preview <laughs> of the movie right there. Right already. there, yeah, exactly. And look, it, it's, it's, it's going to happen. And, but the, um, but the, you know, so, the buying population expects the sweet and cheap shit and when they don't get it they're pissed and people looking for dry austere aren't looking for Riesling so it's an education issue mm-hmm. uh, and this country is so big now that and there's so many wine drinkers that these bad ideas are harder and harder to uh, you can't defeat them you mm-hmm. know they're they're only in small places like and it's a really hand sell like when I was I one of the things I used to do is I actually uh, was a co-owner of a, a small um, wine distributor, and and I got all my markets in Delaware, con- got them convinced that Riesling was badass, great stuff, and didn't have to be, you know, sweet. And so I, I made massive inroads in Riesling, and to this day, um, uh, Delaware is actually a very Riesling friendly, but it's a small place. Yeah, you know, and it's that, not so, big. That's not big. It's, it's, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it, you know, the state Congrats is small though, than most. On yeah, com- yeah, defeating Delaware with Riesling. Yeah, with Riesling, that was my yeah, that is one of my claim to fame. And you know, at this wine school too, like for all of our one-on-one classes, the first thing I always do is show them a bottle of usually it's New Zealand uh, Riesling actually, and I show them and say, and because of course it has a screw top cap, and I mm-hmm. said, see, and I looked at anyone, and this is because this is a class we do, we've done like three or four times a week, you know? So this is like a class we do hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of these classes, same class. Um, and, and every class we start off, say, with this bottle of Riesling, screw top, say, what is this? And invariably the response is cheap and sweet. No matter who we ask, no matter what, you know, they always say cheap and sweet. 
And then we pop it open, and boom, holy shit, it's neither cheap nor sweet. It's a badass fucking wine. Mm -hmm. And that is, uh, you know, so this is like something, you know, one of those main issues that I have with like defeating those stereotypes. And that's thing that winemakers tend to not realize that they're actually not necessarily making wine for an audience. They're, they're, ma they're, they're also, there's a, there is that element of assumption that's made by the buyer. And you can make the most badass Riesling and you can actually piss off your clients because if you don't, because if they think they're, if, if something on that label is, is identifying that it's uh, it's sweet and they buy that, they're going to be pissed. Yeah. But you could be a badass wine. So what I would love, but you're, who, you have to know that who the audience is and, and really transmit and relate that information. Um, and looking at, actually, uh, a very good example is a lot of the, uh, in uh, Oregon, uh, a lot of Willamette Valley producers are very good at marketing their Riesling, especially actually Argyle does, to translate what, by the label, the coloring, and the language that they use, that it's, you know, that it's not a, you know, that it's more of a, you know, it's closer to a Spratlacer or like a very ripe Cabernet style mm -hmm. of uh, Riesling. But, Did you they know, they I mean, they have those German words on there? No, 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 no. I'm using the inside language for our friends, you know, on the interwebs sure, who know sure. everything and know, are, you know, I'm sure yeah, understand Yeah, well, only experts who listen to this podcast. Oh, hell yeah, well, That's why there's only five people that listen, so. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> yeah, and one of them is actually uh, your mom, so. You yeah, know. yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Minute, and now uh, apparently no, the, another one is now it's going to be six because my mom is going to be listening yeah, yeah, to that too. Uh, yeah, it's so. always good to have that support. It is. Oh, hell yeah. She's, she, she's pretty badass. Um, so uh, I think we talked about the other two things. What, uh, I only you know, got the big hype for the release of Epicure magazine. So tell us a bit about okay, that. This is something that we're doing slow, building slow. Because uh, actually the, the actual Epicure magazine hasn't been released yet uh, except in beta form. Uh, right now, uh, web, uh, all handhelds, um, Kindle, and we're already hitting uh, a membership of 20,000 people, which was actually more than I wanted in the mm -hmm. beginning, to be honest, because that demands a certain level of uh, professionalism that I wasn't expecting <laughs> to have to, you know, engage in this early on, because officially it doesn't really uh, launch until, like, you know, uh, January. Um, but it's primarily... Uh, for nationally and internationally, large, um, wine and beer reviews. Right? Very straightforward, solid reviews of what's really, really good out there and also what kind of sucks, you know. And that's the primary focus. But for locally, for people in Philadelphia, um, they, they get served or they will be starting to get served on restaurant reviews and uh, food reviews, much more localized uh, information. So, say, if you're coming from... You know, or you were pick pulling it up from you know, on your uh, on your iPad or whatnot. You would get the information you get if you were in New Zealand is just wine reviews. Um, but if you're if you're in Philadelphia, what you would get is you'd be getting uh, restaurant reviews as well, you know, and local uh, commentary as well. So we're introducing that, and most likely what we'll do is once we actually uh, continue that with it, it's very transparent. You won't even depending on where you are, you won't even realize that you're being shown certain kind of information that's relevant to you. Uh, and then we're going to expand that. Um, we're already in uh, discussions with a few folks in Boston and New York to actually expand um, the restaurant um, and food writing that we're going to be doing. And we're going to, and the other issue that we're going to be starting with the Epicure, uh, we're launching actually with a uh, contest, and it's going to be the best uh, Philadelphia, um, best uh, food, wine, and beer writers in Philadelphia. 
And I was going to just yeah. ask if you're launching in other cities, obviously you got to get some local peeps up there helping. Exactly. And so it's yeah, a big networking exactly. sort of project it is. as it well. It is. And the main reason I'm doing it is largely because I already have a very, like the wine school, uh, wine school of Philadelphia, which is, we have a very, very large readership, uh, viewership. I mean, we have one of the largest, um, it's one of the largest wine sites in the world, surprisingly, but we don't, but most people are going there. I mean, they have, they don't, they're not in Philly, so then there's nothing there for them. And they, yeah, well, I've met two different people in the wine industry. Yeah. That have gone to your school. Yeah, they're yeah. like, wait, you're from Philly? They're like, yeah, I'm from the PA suburbs, or I'm yeah. from Jersey. And they're like, what? And then, yeah. oh, I ended up with Keith once. I was like, yeah, I went to that school too. Yeah. And he's the one who told me to go to yeah. California and <laughs> drop all my shit and move out of the, yeah. move to wine country. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, so. yeah. No, well, you know, yeah, it is kind of funny. I mean, that is the thing is that, you know, as it is, uh, I've been very successful in getting people uh, to follow their dreams and do shit, you know, that they wouldn't otherwise do. Um, well, I like the fact yeah. that when I talked to you about it, it was like, you were like, it's chemistry. You sure you want to go? Yeah, you know, yeah, you're like, exactly, I'm, like yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm going to oh, look yeah, into this. Yeah. And then you were actually yeah. one of the first guys. I, I mean, I told you before I told some of my family that I was leaving because I yeah, was I like. I know. You told me not to say anything. Yeah, I said, don't say anything. <laughs> Yeah, and you're like, and, uh, that's a tough uh, thing for you to do, I yeah, know, to yeah, keep your mouth yeah, shut. So. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah, no, 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 it's, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, we, uh, the one particular one was you uh, connected me with Jenny Schultz, who's now the analogist at Three Sticks. I don't know yeah. if you knew she got a new job. Oh. I visited yeah. her when I was just in California on my way passing through yeah. uh, in July, and she's doing fantastic. But I met her, so it was really weird. I met her for the first time in Hawke's Bay, New Zealand, when she was doing harvest at Church Road, she stopped by Unison uh, to say hello. And I mean, she's a rising star, man. I've seen her. Oh, yeah. You know, she's she's doing really well. And uh, I'm actually going to be doing harvest at Gerard this year. And our back doors are like right across oh, the road from each right. other. Oh, that's right. That's right. So holy, we're both in yeah, that. Holy sh- yeah, yeah, Jenny. Yeah, and yeah, Jenny. My favorite story about Jenny was that the first time she was in cl- my class, so she was actually in a. We used to do a vineyard management class, and. I stopped doing it largely because, like half the, half the people ended up with heat stroke <laughs> every year. But um, but Jenny was there one and uh, you know yeah and uh, and it was one day she came in and she was just hung over to hell. She was really young at that time. She's like 22, uh, and yeah, I mean, and I've never seen anyone like that hung over in a vineyard <laughs> ever. And I I thought she was gonna die. I actually you know I mean I you know I mean. God, it was the funny, but yeah, she's badass. She actually manages to pull an entire day and 90 plus heat. That's when you know you can do it. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, passion is. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, you can do it. So. Yeah, so I do. Yeah, and from then on, then on, uh, she's actually been. Uh, yeah, she's. Yeah, it, you know, and there's a number of folks. You know, well, you know, in everyone. For, yeah, it's weird at this point. I'm very happy we're, like, 10 years on into um, running the school. New Zealand, New Jersey, California. I mean. I have, you know, my, I have winemaking students, you know, students who came through the school and ended up being either winemakers or, uh, you know, or, you know, owning wineries everywhere now. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's pretty badass. I mean, I love, I love it. I mean, they didn't get to where they are because of me. They, they, they found me to help them find their way. Cause I, you know, one thing I can do is actually read through the bullshit and like, you know, and, and, and guide people. Yeah. Sometimes I mean, I actually, one, one who was, she was actually the, uh, she was the uh, uh, the enologist at um, in, at a uh, I'm not gonna say exactly which one because so I don't divulge who she is. <laughs> like basically, I told her to dump her husband, <laughs> 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 and follow her dream. <laughs> you know, 
uh, you know. That's yeah. great. She was also blonde and kind of hot, too. Yeah, so. oh, <laughs> some other. Like, what are you doing with that jerk? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, yeah. So, you know. Um, so, you kind of mentioned it in what you were just saying before. I was going to ask you about uh, some of the local producers that are I, – I, I sent Keith an email – I said, hey, man, I want to check out a few guys. I ended up talking to uh, what, by the time people hear this, they will have heard the podcast uh, with Todd uh, down at Hawk Haven. And thank uh, you because yeah. awesome wines, great, yeah. great dude, like really cool story in Cape May and, and uh, really easy guy to talk to and very humble but really exciting. I mean, the guy's taking on huge challenges, 13 varietals he's yeah. doing and seems to be, uh, you know, but, I mean, that's great for local wines for somebody to say, hey, well, you know, we're not just going to try two or three. We're going to try a bunch and then maybe narrow it down later and uh, see how they go. But everything we tasted was very, very well done. Yeah, he, he has innate skill. I mean, he ha- that, that's one of those do- rare people who can just just do it. Yeah. Um, come well, he's farming background. But, yeah. But the winemaking side was, yeah. was dead on. Dead on. And I was – this is something that, you know, this is something for me is actually like within the last year. And I'm actually going to – uh, be writing about this. Uh, I'm going to be starting a, a series of articles for a local, um, a large uh, local um, regional magazine called, well, it's actually the Philly Beer Scene, which is a great magazine for beer drinkers, but they've asked me to uh, be their, their token wine guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so about uh, local winemakers, uh, you know, actually doing like a day in the life of, you know, and just basically hanging out, shooting skeet, you know, shooting, you know, mm-hmm. you know shooting, you know, shooting vermin. The Shooting the shit, and you know, and, and getting drunk, and you know, and and generally behaving badly, but as we do. But for me, this whole, figuring out that like Pennsylvania and actually and and New specifically Southern Jersey was doing some really amazing stuff was only very recently. I mean, you asked me two years ago, I'd be like, you know, even though I have actually worked in production in Pennsylvania. Most of it sucks. Mm. Most of it sucks so bad that I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. There's some gems. There's some things. Some people are actually doing some interesting things. But for, for all my rate, there's a really significant lack of quality control, or just giving a shit. You know. Yeah, we found a really good producer. What was the name of the winery? That, um, I can't believe I'm forgetting that I brought in from Pennsylvania for that one tasting at McCrossins. Uh, out near Lancaster, uh, and they were ten generations of farmers. Yes, yes, uh, yeah. Really. You know, the winery was pristine. They had great oak regimen. Everything yeah. was really well done, and I feel yeah, terrible and that I'm forgetting yeah, who yeah, it is yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, they, they... There uh, are, and that's the thing, is that there are these amazing things. Waltz. 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 Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. They are actually, yeah, they do have a significantly good, good uh, production. Um, but, yeah, that's actually, but uh, NPR, I got, I got a phone call from, like, the local NPR affiliate uh, maybe about a year ago, and they wanted me, you know, to do a France versus... New Jersey. Jersey. So I started looking at this and started trying, you know, like calling up look, a friend of mine, an old former student is actually a winemaker in Jersey now. So I call him up and say, who's outside yourself? Who are the rising stars? What should I be bringing in? Trying them and, act, and then like this and like seeing what they're doing, seeing, you know, and then realizing that there are really like some remarkably like the fruit is healthier than I've ever seen. Like I've never seen like there's, a, there's all of a sudden there's this jump in quality. Like this, this whole area, uh, you know, this whole like from Southern Jersey through the Brandywine Valley, this real significant 
bellwether in the last couple of years that I wasn't, you know, I had sort of written off a lot of it because, you know, it, there was a lot of bad habits, mm-hmm. but these seem to have changed. So this is the thing, coming from someone who actually was really negative about it, really seeing some really significant changes and significant quality fruit coming in that, you know, it, this whole area is a running joke when it comes to winemaking. Everyone makes fun of it. Uh, everyone here in Philly and the surrounding areas just are very dismissive. But what's happening right now is actually very exciting. Um, people like Todd are leading the way. People who really don't have training, who are learning as they go, and like Sean at, uh, at Heritage as well, or like in Almathea Sellers, even you know some of their like some of their they're using some of these beautiful old school clones of Cabernet that are that are amazing. They're doing significant stuff. Um, fruits healthy. I, these things are changing dramatically here. So I'm very happy. I'm very happy to see it's something that's growing. And FYI, it was actually, for, you know, in a, in a double blind uh, tasting um, with some significantly good uh, French, for, uh, French uh, wines. One out of three winners was actually from New Jersey. Which was pretty nuts. Yeah, that's crazy. And that was I wasn't expecting that. I actually was expecting zero out of three. Yeah. You know, but you know, hey, that that that's significant. Oh, that's great. It's leaps and bounds of what it was. And I think they definitely have an uphill battle. uh, but they they seem to be getting local support and a lot of tasting room sales and things like that. But uh, it'll probably be a, a while before yeah, you know, restaurants and stuff like that catch on, but uh, yeah, ten I'm, years. I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, I'm yeah. totally supportive of. It. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Like I yeah. love, uh, you know, we're gonna go bring uh, a bottle of this Virginia wine uh, from this producer called Veritas. So I interviewed Emily oh, yeah. before. I'm gonna bring a. They make a awesome Viognier. I'm gonna bring it down. That is too. actually they do a really good Viognier. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm yeah. gonna bring it down and taste it blind yeah. with a friend of mine in a minute. And, oh uh, fuck yeah. And just to you know set her, <laughs> knock her off her stool for a second. You know. Well, and that's the thing is actually you know but the one thing about Virginia uh, that they have they actually have a lot of backing by the state. Yeah, and they have Virginia Tech right yeah. there and Zeklin and those guys. And helping. there's money there for you know there's money for research. There's money being uh, given. And Pennsylvania doesn't have that. Jersey has a, has a some of it, and you know, and I've been working. You know, that's the other thing that I do is I, you know, I, I have significant amount of friends in politics as well because, you know, who because uh, because you're a dirty man. Is I'm a dirty. Why? No, there's a fuckload of lawyers who come through here. <laughs> a fuckload of lawyers. I mean, Christ's sakes, I could do anything. You know, I come from a family of ministers, and om- and like half of my students are lawyers. I could do anything. <laughs> I could kill a a a busload of nuns, and I, I would get off and go to heaven. You know, my entire family would pray for me, and all my friends would actually, you know, would be lined up. Yeah, jail. get me out of jail. So yeah, so I am well, invincible. Don't do that, Keith. Though, just no? for, no, for okay. society's sake, <laughs> don't just to prove a point that you're. Finally, I'm untouchable. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta say, actually, in this, in this, yeah, in, in, in the uh, in the current environment, no, I am actually joking. This is a joke. This is a joke. Yeah, just hope nothing happens to a nun in the I know, next year or two. I know, yeah. I know. I'll, I'll, I'll have, yeah, I know, I'll have the ATF on my, yeah, knock, yeah, great. I know, I know, I know. I, I might be, end up on a no-fly list. I might end up having to go to France by, you know, by boat. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> They're not going to care about you there. Um, so, uh, I don't know. I think we might leave it there for now. We covered a lot of different that's stuff. That's a lot of stuff, yeah. Uh, that was, uh, we did 35 minutes there, so uh, that's ah, pretty good. That, um, yeah. uh, I want to 
I'd like to come back and check in with you again, maybe in January, if I can get your time. I know you're a busy man doing all this different stuff, but uh, uh, I'm going to go out and do harvest again. I'll come through and, you know, maybe around the holidays and if we can sneak something in, catch up with C. Well, by then, it sounds like you'll have even more going on. So yeah uh, but you know but january's a good time january because that's you know it's it's after the holidays yeah that's a very good time we can go we can get yeah we can drink we can get drunk we can talk well, we're drinking right now I, I, oh yeah not enough not it's enough the- yeah <laughs> <laughs> i know come on, man i had two beers for lunch <laughs> cool <laughs> well i want to mention the uh the website again is venology.com for anybody in the philly area um and i don't know geez Oh, New one Jersey. last thing, though. One last thing. Yes, for, do your plugs. I just, we just got Best of Philly for the second time. Just got announced last week. For which category? Best of Philly. I'm actually, I'm um, best. Or you yeah, invented. Best Adult Education. That seemed, okay, good. Yeah, yeah, for everything. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you going to say Best Adult Store or something like that. That would be fun, too, yes. Yeah, though, could you imagine, imagine the phone calls I would get? I don't know, there was a back room to this place somewhere <laughs> with, a, with a gimp in it or something. <laughs> Uh, anyway, you won't find yeah. any of that at venology.com, V-I-N-O-L-O-G-Y.com. Uh, check out Bacchus Selections online for some cool wines, Epicure Magazine for some great information, and, uh, of course, uh, great information on wine and food in the area, and hopefully New York and Boston soon. And, uh, yeah, again, we're talking about local wines in the, in the New Jersey, Pennsylvania area. Check out Riesling in Delaware. Uh, check out <laughs> <laughs> and stop on into the uh, the posh Rittenhouse Square uh, classroom here uh, at the Wine School of Philadelphia. And Keith, thanks for doing this. Oh, my and, pleasure. Uh, look forward to catching up with you soon. Uh, say hello to everybody in uh, Radio Land and iTunes and uh, New Zealand and. Uh, Pakistan and everywhere else where people are listening and cheers man rock on cheers brother have a great